The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And here we are once again. Hello, seekers, mystics, keepers of the flame. You've tuned to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, um, I was preparing for the show this morning and realizing that we are deep, deep into this garden of our series we're calling the Enlightenment Masterclass. This is part 10. Isn't that wonderful? Part 10, yeah. Well, I mean, it's amazing. Because are you enlightened yet, Tom? Not quite. I'm, I'm working on it. Working on it. What's amazing to me is that it would probably take about half the show just to recap where we've been. Well, I know, but, you know? but it is, it's good to do. You, you, you had some nice short bullet points, I think, last week. They get shorter each week. Yeah. You know, these are becoming like billboards. Anyway, <laughs> um, I wanted to let, remind everybody who's listening to this now lengthy series and any of those who may be tuning in for the first time, we're basing the content on the book called The Corona Class Lessons, which is a compilation of great teachings from Kutumi, who we know as St. Francis, one of his embodiments, and also Jesus. These are two great ascended masters, obviously, and they have prepared these 48 different topics in lecture form, or almost like letters, like an epistle. Each of them, they're beautifully done. And we began to consider this whole thing as kind of the handbook for the Aquarian age. So I would really recommend very highly that anybody interested in kind of getting their hands on a handbook for the Aquarian age, that they look at the Corona class lessons. You can uh, buy that through our bookstore, tsl.org slash bookstore. You can also find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And if you don't find it in your local bookstore, you can ask them to order it and uh, get it from Summit University Press. Anyway, it's called the Corona class lessons and let me take about 90 seconds to kind of cover the ground that we've been down so far before we kind of launch into today's topic and we've talked about the importance of knowing our stuff you know this is leading by example we talked about the necessity of strengthening our own discernment our our sense of spiritual awareness Uh, we discussed the fact that not everybody embraces these teachings of the i am presence and the universal christ for example this is not a some people don't want to hear it for whatever reason. They might have to change. They might have to change. Yeah. Uh, you know, we examined our soul's deep desire to be reunited with God's heart. We've covered the ultimate goal of life, which is the ascension. Uh, we addressed uh, the calling, and that's that point in our life where we knew that we had been summoned to a higher path. We've stressed the necessity of self-mastery and, and overcoming the world. And we looked at making the all-important decision and transition from preparing to doing. Now, today's topic is the sun, S-O-N, behind the sun, S-U-N. What do we mean by the sun? Well, the sun can be looked at two ways. We are sons or daughters of God in the sense that we've been made by God. And if we're made by God, I think that officially makes us sons and daughters. (laughs) It does indeed. That's with the little (laughs) S. But then we think of the son of God with a capital S, which, of course, most people identify with Jesus, rightly so. But I think the difference from what the Ascended Masters teach is that we all can become the Son with the capital S. Because the Son of God is the Christ, the Christ consciousness. Jesus, the Christ. He became the Christ. He put on his Christhood. And his walking in in, uh, the Holy Land so many years ago 
was to say, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what you need to do. You need to follow me. You need to walk like me, take the tests I'm taking, and you too can have the same office of the Son of God. Now, that doesn't mean you're equal with Jesus because obviously, like anybody on earth, even ascended masters have different levels of attainment. But nonetheless, it is our destiny to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, not to be pulled into heaven um, by him, mm-hmm. even though we don't deserve it, but to fully work and earn our Christhood, earn our ascension by wearing that Christ consciousness, that Christ being that Jesus did. Now, this is, this is a profound teaching. I mean, this challenges entire Western orthodoxy um, that have been taught for the past 2,000 years. <laughs> no kidding. You know, it's not prideful to say that we are in, we are ascended masters in becoming. And didn't he say, all these things that I do, you shall do and more because I go unto my Father? In other words, he's leading the way. He's the point of the, the tip of the spear, so to speak. But we're in the wake of that tip. Well, he's, right. he's the, the rule, not the exception. Yeah. And that's what, you know, of course, has been used to keep people down for 2,000. You're a worthless, Jerry, did you know you're a worthless sinner? <laughs> you we know, all know that. If, you, if you've heard that enough times, <laughs> don't you start to believe it? Well, you do. You hear you know, it over thank over you, again. Jesus, for saving me and taking me to heaven. But where's the integrity of God in you? That I, too, <clears throat> am a son of God or a daughter of God. I can follow Jesus, put on my Christhood, and wear that same mantle because it's my divine plan. It's the path God has ordained for us. Yeah. If we will only recognize it and choose to walk it. Yeah. Well, and we know, too, that it, it requires consciousness, perseverance, and persistence to get it done. It doesn't just happen. It's not a stroll in the park. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, folks, what else are we going to do on planet Earth? We have, many of us, have spent embodiment after embodiment after embodiment pursuing this or that, mastery in this, mastery or that, committing this sin or that sin, or doing this or doing that. It's like days of our lives, which, for those who don't know, is a soap <laughs> opera in the United States. As you the know, world turns. As the world turns, you know. When are we going to say, hey, this, this, excuse me, this roller coaster is not what I want to be on. Right. I want to find my divine plan, my destiny. It's time for me to return home. Yeah, and I think our ascension is synonymous with graduation. You know, we go through a certain period of self-mastery until we reach that point where we can qualify for the ascension and basically put on our Christhood. Yeah. So all else is, is fruitless. Secondary. Except, you know, we do have some karma we have to balance along the a way. A little bit, yeah. And so that's got a purpose to do it. But all these byways and highways, at a certain time, people have to reach the point and say, God, I've had enough of this coming and going, doing and this. He said, she said, I want to know the truth. I want <laughs> you to show me the way home. And I am ready to take that step, to turn around. I'm no longer going out from you. I'm going to turn around and start back to you. Do you remember this last week's show? I think it was something that Mrs. Prophet said in one of her lecture excerpts about, uh, you know, God, when you do the work, God, I've, I've met you halfway. Now, please come the other half. You know, do you remember that? It was, there was a point there about there's work to be done, and we know that. Right. There's, there, there's psychology we have to understand. There's self-mastery we have to achieve. There's spirituality they have to manifest in our lives. And if we sit around waiting for God to do something, yeah. we might have a very long wait. Well. <laughs> because it's our accountability to initiate. You know, we, we left God. You know, it's the proverbial Garden of Eden. It's mm-hmm. the fall, which is, that, that's obviously in the Bible, that's a, uh, put forth as a parable in, in one sense. But actually, it's true. We left the original mystery school, which the Garden of Eden was. We chose to leave God. So God's saying, you know, I'm still here. If you want to come back, you take the first step, so to speak. 
And so God gives us opportunity because he loves us, but we have to take the initiative. We cannot be passive in life. You cannot be passive about your path. You can't be fanatic either. Mm -hmm. You have to have love. But the point we're trying to make here today is that you're only going to get to your Christhood through striving. Yeah, and the Christhood experience is an experience in part of mediation because the Christ is the the nexus of the figure eight flow between the I am presence and our own human existence. Right. It's the, it's the you know, even if the Christian church teaches, you know, Jesus is the, the midpoint, so to mm-hmm. speak. He is, he's, represents us before the Father, and that's actually true. Or the Christ does that. Because, you know, who can see God and survive, so to speak, the intensity of the light? And so until we get to that point where we can stand in the presence of God, then we need the mediator, the Christ self, um, to be with us, now, just as we need the ascended master. Now, and um, that would be one reason, would it not, for why we have hierarchy? That this is a gradual process, a progression, if you will. Right. So that the Christ is in the middle until we become one with the Christ, and at that point we've achieved one of the very important aspects of the ascension, and we go up to a hierarchy, hierarchy at a higher level. And by the way, Tom, you know you can become the Christ. You don't have to wait till you ascend. In fact, the goal is to put on your Christhood and walk the earth. That's what Jesus did. Yeah, like like a bodhisattva. Yeah, exactly. Increment by increment. Right. Just doing, trying to do the best thing that you can moment by moment. And it's not perfecting the human, as we said before. That's sort of a lost cause, as we've (laughs) been all to attest. So it's displacing the human with the Christ. Well, how does the Christ come in? It comes in when you position yourself to receive the Christ. Will you strive and ask for that Christ presence, that Christ consciousness, that Christ awareness? So it is incremental. What happens is you can swing back and forth. One moment, you're the Christ, and then you get in harmonious, and you lose that, and you're over here, yeah. back and forth, back and forth. But eventually, what happens is you get such a momentum on your Christhood, you flip, so to speak, and you totally become the Christ. Oh. And so, I don't know if flip is the right word, but you, <laughs> you know, well, you, you've overcome, and suddenly, you're there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said before about the, the golden age, it's like just fl- flipping it over. Yeah, it's getting enough momentum of light to, to do that. And, you know... It's a path where we learn some tough lessons, but what else are we going to do in life? You know, well, and I think that we benefit greatly from the fact that we have the ascended masters. You know, what we've called before the communion of saints. We have brothers and sisters who have blazed this path before us. It's not like we're on our own. This is not something where we're in the dark. We've got an illumined path before us, and the ascended masters have laid it out step by practical step. And, you know, uh, before the radio program started, you were talking about leaving the mystery school and one thing or another and how important it is to forgive ourselves for having <laughs> left the mystery school. So that that could be a real key, you know, just, just self-forgiveness. I mean, it's one thing if you do something negative to me and I forgive you, but it's another, a whole other thing for me to forgive myself. Well, it's, and what were you saying about it being a, an expression of pride? Well, it is. You know, God will forgive you, but you won't forgive yourself. Wasn't that pride? You think you're better than God? Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't have remorse and pain for, for pain you've caused God or other people. Of course right. you do. That's understandable. But, you know, we have hope. We can balance karma. We can right wrongs. God will help us. We have the violet flame. We have all the tools to move forward. If we will accept the fact that we can be like Jesus, put on our Christhood, that we have a holy Christ self, Right. And be willing to take the steps necessary to do so. And the masters lay it out step by step. They won't do it for us. They never will because they won't deny us the joy of our victory. <laughs> That's right. The joy of the victory. 
There's something to be said about that, you know, like a little child that is able to finally do something themselves. You know? And it's just, they just beam from ear to ear. Yeah. Well, you know, and while they, they can't do it for us, to some extent they can intercede for us before the throne. You know, I think that they become our advocates. They are like our sponsors. We've all, many times I think in this program, we talked about the fact that the Ascended Masters sponsor those of us who are sincere seekers. Yeah, they so can, we, they can we say, have well, an advocate. Yeah, they can say, well, Terry, I've, I've, I've got a little better idea on how to do that if you're interested. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, what was column B again? <laughs> but, it, you know, it's amazing to remember this because a lot of times we feel alone. I think that may be also an expression of pride. That It's almost like saying, that's okay, God. When I'm worthy enough, I'll come back to you and we'll, we'll do this together. But for now, I've got to kind of go through my own stuff. Right. He goes, no, 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 no. You know, You're already worthy because You're God all, is within you. Exactly. Lord, I am worthy. Make me worthier still. Which comes to, brings us right back to this concept of being sons and daughters of God. If in fact it is true, and we believe it is true, that we are a son or a daughter of God, that's not only the starting point, that's the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it goes both ways. Well, anyway, uh, already we've eaten up the first segment of this program. When we return, we'll hear the first of two excerpts from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on Christhood and understanding the role of Christ as a mediator between each of us and God. Please stay with us. Back in a moment. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, 
go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we continue our series, Enlightenment Masterclass, with part 10, which is the sun, the sun, S-O-N, behind the sun, S-U-N. We're talking basically about the Christ, Christhood, universal Christhood, and our pathway home to the heart of God through self-mastery and putting on the Christ. Now, uh, before we begin this next uh, lecture excerpt here, I want to just mention one brief kind of concept, and that is that the pure perfection of God is love, like the shining of a sun. So please stay with us. I mean, no, stay with us. Please listen now to the excerpt. God is the omnipotence, which is the all power, the omniscience, the all wisdom, the omnipresence, filling all space and time with love. The pure perfection of God is love, like the shining of the sun. The Christ self is mediator and delivers to us the exact portion through the crystal cord of that power, wisdom, and love that energy which we can use without being obliterated by it being so intense that we could not exist in its presence. When Jesus says, or any ascended master says, I am compassionately extending to all the mercy and love of our Father today and always, he is stepping down from the level of his attainment as being one with the Father in the I Am Presence, he is acting as mediator of the Father's grace directly to your heart, so that if you have a problem of separation from your Christ Self and I Am Presence, the Master acts as mediator to give you love and light so that you are able then to renew your courses, to regather strength, to clear your mind, to resolve old burdens, and once again contact the pure and living Christ yourself. This has always been the purpose of the avatar, the embodied word, or the saints in heaven. It is the reason why we are guaranteed the right to communion with the saints. Though many people in the world's religions today would tell us we have no right to commune with saints, and such communion is with the departed dead, that the masters are all dead and we are communing with the dead, or that it is psychic or that it is spiritualistic. But throughout history, biblical history, men and women have communed with angels and with the saints, and we understand that the prayer to the saint or the ascended master is assigning to that one the office of mediator in our life. An intercessor who may go to higher realms of consciousness that we may not have access to because of our position in life, our lack of attainment or the density around us in this world. That one therefore may deliver to us a momentum of light, a charge of light, 
That individual is a transformer holding immense cosmic electricities meted out to us according to our ability to hold that charge in our auric rings and in our chakras. I am giving you this teaching not because you are ignorant of it, but I wish you to hear the explanation that should be given to a new person who asks this question so that you will understand when someone says, why do I have to pray to Mary? This is idolatrous. And there are many people that cannot get past that hump. Why can't I go directly to God? Well, you do not go to a transformer holding thousands of volts of energy to plug in the light bulb that you need to read a book. And therefore, there is a hierarchy, a natural order of life, life begetting life, life transferring to life, the needs of the hour. And you see yourself as the great mediator and transformer when you feed a child, a baby of two years old, utterly dependent upon you putting that spoon in his mouth or else doing it himself with the food you have prepared. You don't say to that child, you don't need me, go straight to God and you'll find all you need and walk out the door and leave that child to his own devices. The child will no doubt fall and either die of starvation, cold, exposure, neglect or whatever. So all through the universe, life is hovering over life, loving life. And in the name of God, we have a right to ask these intercessors for assistance. That is an explanation, not necessarily one that is going to satisfy everyone. Those who are not satisfied by anything because they are not of God must be left then to their own way out. If the way out provided by the Lord does not satisfy them, then let them carve their own way out if there be one that they can find. The answer must be given, it must be given well and fully and lovingly. And then we must rest our case. We must leave it to the individual's heart to deliberate and discover whether or not that answer strikes a resonant chord. Now Kuthumi speaks in this same pearl on the calling and he speaks on a covenant with your own mighty I am presence vigilance, vision, and victory. One can see how one follows the other. If we maintain a vigil and we are vigilant, pursuing the rituals of our daily decrees and all those things that keep us on the path of discipleship, God will give us the vision of our life and our divine plan. To see the vision, if you have no complex problems of psychology, to see the vision is to fulfill it. You see the goal, you go for it. That's how the Knights and Ladies of the Flame are. So once we see where we are going, we are in action, we're riding, we're moving day by day. And therefore, we move from vigilance to vision to the victory. And that becomes a trinity in itself. You can see vigilance as an act of the will of God, pursuing the basic precepts and laws of the path in a fastidious manner. 
The vision comes out of illumination, and the victory is always love. It's always the Holy Spirit that actually endows our effort with that consummate burst of flame that exalts oneself beyond oneself through the work that is accomplished. Going to God, receiving the gift, bringing it to the physical, and precipitating something by that contact. A fundamental law of universal creativity. It's the yin and yang, the going into and the coming forth from, thy going out and thy going in. You can be a master in physical embodiment. Try mastering slices of life, very small slices. Try doing something well. Make some tapioca pudding for you and your friends. Make it perfectly, the recipe comes out, you serve it well, you charge it with love, you partake of it with them, you look at the spiral from beginning to end, you examine yourself, was this an act of mastery? And you will know. And so you can say, this little slice of my day I performed to the highest excellence of which I am capable. I met the standard. I did it with love to the glory of God for my friends. It is a slice of mastery. And so you have many slices of mastery like many slices of cheese, thin slices. And pretty soon you take the whole length and breadth of these slices, right decision, right action, charged and in alignment, and you realize that you have lived a masterful hour, a masterful half a day, a masterful whole day. Mastery is simply the highest and best love keeping a standard, performing a work that you know is good. So that becomes your offering to God. You cannot say in the absolute sense that it was acceptable, that God would say it was masterful even if you did. But at least you are on the road of trying. And in trying, you ask for help and correction at the altar of God. You ask for your proposals, your alchemy, what you are working on to be reviewed and improved. It's easy to look back early in our lives and see things we did and to smile and say, that was my first effort, now I do it better. But if the first effort had the ingredients of love, the highest excelling of which you were capable, that was your mastery at that time. It's amazing how simple it can be, isn't it? That mastery is simply the highest and best love. And that love is what we must endeavor to manifest in everything we do. You know, sometimes we think of the path as all the rules and regulations <laughs> and laws and so forth. But at one level, of course, it's profoundly simple. It is yeah, love. It is love. And it's true love. It's not false love, but it's the giving of yourself. The giving of yourself. The key to happiness. You want to be happy? It's very simple. Give of yourself to others. Give to God. And experience the joy of giving. It, it's, you know, it's the old axiom, it's better to give than receive. It's so true. It is. When you give, you feel you feel like you have a purpose in life, that, that you're manifesting something of your own personal reality, even if you don't know what that is. 
Yeah. And what, was, what was that movie, Paying It Forward or something like that? You yeah. just mm-hmm. you just do something because it's the right thing to do, and you don't worry about what the uh, what the rewards are going to be. Yeah, it's a, you've met people, and we all have, that have a natural joy flame in them, a national givingness. They don't even think about it. It's who they are. Yeah. And when you become something, you don't even think about it because it's who you are, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the kind of people... Don't we all like to be around that kind of person? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And, and, and what's the acceptable offering? You could be making tapioca pudding, as Mrs. Prophet mentioned, but if you do it with a certain attitude, shall we say, <laughs> it's not an acceptable offering. You throw it on the table, and there's your pudding. Yeah, Enjoy. <laughs> well, I like I like the way she touched on the uh, the aspect of you don't know for sure whether this was acceptable and good in in God's eyes, but at least, and then what she said, but at least you are on the road of trying. Yeah, And so, you know, of course, there's two ways of looking at that word try. You know, some people say, well, <laughs> you never get it done if you just try. But well, I think that we most un- most of us understand you try to do it and you do the best you can. So they say you try to pick up that pencil. Yeah, yeah, you oh. can't. <laughs> and there's no try. Because exactly. <laughs> Yoda said that there's no try. I think so. <laughs> well, when we come back, our lecture continues underscoring the difference between mechanical perfection and striving for the perfect gift of love. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door. 
brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we're back. You know, ultimately, we all want God's will and God's loving plan to manifest in our lives. And it is through love that this goal will be realized. Here's more. Children should be encouraged not to strive for an absolute mechanical perfection according to technological standards in life, but to strive for the perfect gift of love by the maximum striving. We think of children working works with their hands, artwork, learning to camp out, live out, skills in survival. In Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, let's teach them to do the best they can and not allow them to indulge themselves in thinking they're doing well when they are not really meeting the level of accomplishment of their peers of that age across America and the world in that particular level of development or field or subject in school. We should not be patting our children on the head and giving them a sense of a false standard because we love them that we excuse their faults and excuse their non-perfectionism, their non-effort, their non-striving. We should make them as Jesus experienced with Mother Mary and Joseph to make him carve with a hard wood and give praise where a real honest effort and striving has been made. So there is a fine line. If we give praise for too little, we don't invite the individual to come up higher and find a new standard. If we don't accept a humble offering, we snuff out the candle of individual creativity and the confidence to try again. So hopefully when we see that something can be done better, we first tell the disciple or the child what is good about what they have done and then what can be improved upon and how we can make it better, how they can make it better. Mastery, God mastery, is attainable every day. It's not something you get at the end of life. It's not that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's here and now. And beware of the lie that says you are incapable of it. You are capable of perfect love right now. You are capable of many perfect deeds and virtues of mastery. You need to give credit where credit is due to God in you who is the glory and recognize that you won that glory by a certain amount of effort, even struggle, even pain, going for it, learning again and again, and finally reaching that prize of the mark or that mark of the prize in Jesus. So daily attainment must be something you look for and live for and not sit back and say, I'm mediocre, there's not much I know how to do, and I guess I'll be this way for a long time until I finally get my self-mastery together. That's a real shame to think that way because it deprives you of the fullness of the joy of mastery here and now. The masters don't give dictations for their health, they give them for our health. I can testify to you right where I am that without the dictations of the ascended masters, I would not have what I have on the path by the grace of God. It is purely by the release of that living, pulsating, sacred fire that I am what I am. It is a tremendous dispensation of the Holy Spirit and it must not 
be put out or compromised or set aside. It is something that God guarantees to his own forever and forever. He has said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And half of the Christian world today denies progressive revelation, denies the messengership, denies the power of the Christed one to be enfolded by the Holy Ghost and to deliver the word of God. And this is blasphemy itself to deny the communication of the mighty I am presence and all saints who live at that level with the blessed overcoming one who needs that intercession. To deny progressive revelation is to deny the crystal cord and the constant descent of light and communication from the Father to the soul. It is a diabolical momentum on planet Earth today that makes fun of devotees of God who enter into the mystery of the Word and truly are directed by the Almighty. And you must realize that wherever there is the denial of the communion of saints in any church, synagogue, or temple of any kind, there is by someone, somewhere, consciously, and by others, unconsciously, the determination to snuff out that soul rising on the path of reunion. It's the attempt to prevent the wedding, the marriage of the bridegroom and your soul. It is the desire to say you are not worthy in your soul to wear the bridal veil of the cosmic virgin and the beautiful white garment that represents your deathless solar body. Every soul, soul of man and woman, is the bride of Christ. And in order to be wed to that Christ, you must be able to talk to him. He must be able to talk to you. God has ordained it by his Holy Ghost. And that is the sealing of the divine promise. Let no man take thy crown, the crown of cosmic Christ communion with heaven. And you will find that when you stand on the conviction and the defense of the office of messenger, which is the office of your own Christ self, your own Christ self is the messenger of your I am presence, when you stand to defend that function of God with us, you will be assailed. You will know what world hatred, condemnation, and persecution is. But if you let go of that lifeline to compromise and agree with the world, you will not have the living, pulsating, sacred fire to achieve the works of a master in physical embodiment. So you see, the defense of truth becomes a necessity for survival. If we want to survive at our current level of attainment, we have to defend it. We have to defend our rung on the ladder. The goal of life and the Father's purpose for your present embodiment as chilas of the Ascended Masters is to be a Christ having authority and dominion over every outer condition. This is the statement again. The goal of life and the Father's purpose for me in my present embodiment as a chila of the ascended masters is to be a Christ, having authority and dominion over every outer condition, 
One final check. The goal of life and the Father's purpose for me in my present embodiment as a chila of the ascended masters is to be a Christ having authority and dominion over every outer condition. And I hope that's abundantly clear. <laughs> Read over one more time. One more time. Yeah, three times. Really, you know, the goal of life and God's purpose for us is to be Christ in embodiment. Yeah. And, and how do we get there? I mean, I think that's the question. And, and, you know, what I love about the teachings of the Ascended Masters is, first of all, there's an abundance beyond your comprehension. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be studying these for lifetimes, so to oh speak. Gosh. But God will lead you to exactly that teaching that you need. When you pick up and you read a book or what we call Pearls of Wisdoms, which are dictations by the Masters, there's always something in there that applies to your current situation. Mm -hmm. How do I do this? I can remember years ago they saying to my wife, I said, they kept telling us to become Christ. I don't know how to become the Christ, you know. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, someone needs to show me. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it feels like. It doesn't mean they walk around with robes and making pronouncements. It means they have put on their Christhood. Are they capable of error? Of course they're human beings. They're capable of error. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't take away from the fact that they wear the mantle of Christ and they speak with the authority of Christ. You know, I'm, I was working on a talk I'm going to be giving soon, and I found that, you know, the question is, how do you please God? And there's the sweetest definition I found in dictation. It's, it's by being a, a gentle heart. Ooh, you I know, love that. A sweet and gentle heart yeah. who is humble. Okay? Yeah. And we're not yeah. talking about the humility which stays in your room all the time. But we're <laughs> taking the recognition that God is the worker through me. It's not yeah. my human consciousness. God works through me, and I do his purposes. And what that's happened to Jesus. God, his Father, worked through him. Did he not? And Jesus gave glory to his Father in heaven. said, you know, it's my Father doing these things through me. It's not me. So that humility and that sweetness and that precious, you know, gentleness of the soul. I mean, don't you love to be around gentle people? Oh, absolutely, I mean, yes. when you hear that when the world is screaming all the time and swearing at you or, you know, whatever they're doing on Twitter or whatever the, <laughs> the mode of the day is, you know, don't you yearn for that sweetness, that gentleness, yeah. that humility, that presence of God, that holiness you feel in people? That is our aspiration. It doesn't mean that you're passive. I mean, George Washington had the attainment of the Christ. And no one could say he was passive in what he did on a day-to-day -day basis or <laughs> that his tests are easy for that matter. But you can see what it looks like. It has different manifestations, but the keys are love and understanding that it is God working through you that does things. Because if we don't give glory to God <clears throat> for all things, then we're giving glory to our human self. Well, and I, you raise a great point. <clears throat> and we've, we've raised this one before, and we'll certainly raise it again. God is the doer. Simple as that. And I think that that is the spawning ground for great humility to realize that nothing of ourselves can we do except by God's grace. And, and you know, when you put on your Christhood, you don't you don't suddenly cease to exist. <laughs> right. You know, the the momentums of good that you have brought, your mastery on certain rays, um, they're still there. You don't yeah. lose them. You are who you are, but you've gotten rid of pretty much your human consciousness. Well, you know, and that's true, and it's done by degrees. We don't storm heaven, we don't do it all at once, because we probably burn up in that supernova in the presence <laughs> of God, which is why we need the Christ. 
I love that song that was popular back in the 50s. I love those dear hearts and gentle people. <laughs> they never let you down. Just think how far away we are from that kind of music on the radio. Oh, no kidding. Uh, you, you know, I was in the Mr. Grocery, Rogers. grocery store yesterday yeah. with, with my daughter, and there was all the lines were busy. So we found one that we thought was the, I thought was the source. We got in there. There was a couple in front of us. We had a pretty full basket. And they had to study every article between... When they took it out of the basket and put it on the thing. And, of course, I'm used to, you know, this, this, this. And so I, I took some deep breaths, you know, and uh, I think hopefully I passed that test. But, you know, this mundane things like that where, you know, you can measure how you're doing. Even yes. my daughter agreed I passed that test. So I, that was good news. <laughs> oh, did she? Well, <laughs> she's the mediator her. between you and your myself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, let's take a quick break here. We've got one more segment to go. We'll wrap up our Enlightenment Masterclass Part 10 when we return. So please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you very much for staying with us. On The Open Door today, we're talking about Christhood. And I guess that braces the question, why bother? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's our free will choice, Tom. You know, we can choose who we want to be. And there are, unfortunately, a lot of people that are very happy the way they are. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like they need God in their lives. God is an abstract, you know, may or may not exist, so forth, or don't believe in them or whatever. And I'm doing quite nicely. Thank you. I have a nice house. I have nice family, you know, the car's paid for, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm famous, you know, and so on and so <laughs> forth. So you have to want this. God has given you free will. And if you want to pursue this other path that essentially lives nowhere, it's eat, eat drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Maybe not literally tomorrow, but eventually if you choose to be separate from God, then there's no point in your existence. And yeah. it takes, and fortunately God has given us, you know, time to make that decision, but we all know and have a sense this is a crucial time, not only in world history, but in the history of our souls. And it's time to say, yes, I want to be all that God wants me to be. And that means start on my path in Christ. And God has been very patient with us, to put it, to put it mildly. <laughs> to put it mildly. And so he'll meet you where you are. The masters will meet you where you are for that very next step. And it could be, you know, a small step, but it could be an important step. But it's 
it takes that determination to fire God. I am worthy. Make me worthier still. I, I'm, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to face you and take that first step home. Yeah. And the transformation is, as we're saying, gradual. You don't suddenly become something different than what you are. By degrees, by increments, you put on the Christ. And I think last week we, we touched on, you know, how doing the will of God, people are afraid, you know, what, what is the will of God going to be? But once you, once you make that call and you make that prayer that God, you know, I'm tired <laughs> with all this other stuff. Let me just do the will of God. And once the will of God begins to come into your world and your life and you recognize what the will of God, how it's beginning to manifest, mm-hmm. it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Is God going to make me do something I don't want to do? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> That's right. Because you have free will, you know. Then, then you have that choice. But, you know, hopefully you'll make the right choices, and that's where, where God... And sometimes we'll struggle with choices. Yeah. That's okay, because we have old momentums and so forth. And But we say, no, I want this. I, wanna, I want to take this, overcome whatever this momentum in my life that I know is not good. I mean, you know what's good and not good in your life. I mean, you're, right. you know, you can see that. Wrong habits, you know, substance abuse, whatever it is, anger... Okay, God, I want to take the steps necessary to correct this. Please help me with this. And there may be different things you go, get professional help, so on and so forth. But it's that set of the sail and the willingness to get up every time you fall. And that's what El Moria says. To make your ascension, you only have to get up one more time than you fall. <laughs> We're going to fall. Okay, that's yeah. the path. We're not, you know, this is a, a step-by-step process. We have that fire and determination Call on the law of forgiveness, balance your karma, ask for the opportunity to balance, and move on. But don't get caught in this weight and wave of self-condemnation. Oh, what's the use? I've tried and I failed. Da-da-da-da-da. That's boring, you know? Yeah, so what? You fail. Learn from that failure and, and build on it. And study to show yourself approved. The masters have answers. You know, I was always thought the path was I could lay it out in a textbook. It was this <laughs> step, that step, and that step. Very logical, so on and so forth. Well, I have discovered it's not quite that way. No. And if you think you're going to get through this path on your own, good luck. I mean, we haven't done it yet. So be willing to be humble enough to ask God, Jesus, whatever master you're tied to for help and direction, and be willing to make the effort. And you know, forgive these lame cliche, but we have to grease the skids a bit here, too, with our decree work, our prayer work, our spiritual focus. There are things we can do every day to aid and abet our becoming the Christ. Right. It doesn't just happen. It's not something you can expect without any preparation, without any effort. And, and, be, real, effort. and be real about what you can do. I mean, yeah. some people set goals that are so lofty and so impossible that they're doomed to failure. You know, work incrementally, even with your service, with your decrees. Um, yeah, I can remember many years ago as a teenager, I read this book. It wasn't one of the master's books. And I started practicing sending love to people, you know. And I just wanted to see what it felt like, you know. <laughs> That's so, great. So, um, you know, try these things. Be a spiritual entrepreneur, you know. Be willing to think differently. And, you know, if we keep pushing the teachings of the masters, it is because we have seen after being so long on this path that there are pitfalls and some places where we have stumbled. And we've probably done it in previous embodiments. Well, once or twice. But once we have illumination... <laughs> Whoa, I recognize this place on the path. The masters have talked about this. I have to be careful of this, this, and this, you know. And then you learn and you, hey, I passed this. And you may have failed this test a hundred or a thousand times in the past and other embodiments. But because of this teaching and your striving and the use of the violet flame and the decrees, suddenly you pass it. You know, and there's another point to this too is that, and we said it again this many times, that sweet in the tongue, bitter in the belly. 
you can't unknow what you know. That once you uh, you attain to a higher level and degree of consciousness in the Christ or in the Christ process, you have a responsibility. I mean, you can't simply ignore it or forget it. it it's something that has become part of you. I, earlier in the show, I was thinking when I first uh, came upon uh, came upon this path and these teachings, I did not realize that I was deficient in my knowledge of certain things. But once uh, people started talking to me about karma and reincarnation, I thought, well, my gosh, well, that takes me to a whole new level. So the dots starting to connect. Yes, yes, they were. <laughs> and so you cannot unknow what you then begin to know. You can pretend not to know. You can pretend to forget it. You can have spiritual amnesia, but at some point you realize, God, you can't hide it from God. Right. You know, and I, I think, too, it's it's a willingness to make an effort. And, you know, it, do we love God? Do we love the creation of God? Do we love the beauty of God in, in nature and in, in other people? If we do that, then we can love God, not the human sense of people, that God in them, then that become a momentum, the momentum of love. And I think another way we can be motivated is look at the pain of the world and what they're Mm. suffering. I mean, I read this article yesterday about how the Christians are treated in North Korea. I mean, I couldn't even read it on the air. It is so graphic and so painful. So uh, I explained to my daughter, you know, what do we do about this? We just pretend it doesn't exist because we can't do anything? No, we can do something. We did a rosary together on Sunday. I did with my daughter. Mother Mary, please help the Christians in North Korea, okay? Then we go back to work, sweep the porch or whatever. But you can see the motivation for other people in your devotions and your service yeah. because they can be helped by what you do. It's wow. amazing. You know, I can take a, a bit of a right turn here. One of the concepts we've heard a number of times in the course of our programs, and today we heard it, I think, once or twice, is this a concept of the solar body, the deathless solar body. I'm going to take a moment just to kind of describe what that may be for people. I mean, this has to do with putting on the Christ. Well, it's the wedding garment, yeah, so to speak. You know, it's funny how a marriage, the allegory for a human marriage and the marriage of ourselves to our Christ self, marriage in sense of the union. And so you must come prepared. Remember the story of Jesus. Right. How comest you into this uh, this celebration without the wedding garment? You know, just out of darkness. Yeah, yeah. out of darkness because <laughs> didn't wear the right thing. Well, it's a story of how we must prepare the deathless solar body. And we do that again through love, through striving. There are ways to do this. I mean, you don't have to worry about the, you know, you don't have to learn how to knit, so to speak. But you do have to learn how to hold that light and that love. And there are goals, and there are milestones on the path of your Christhood. Well, I think for some people there's a necessity. I'm one of them, actually, who kind of needs a a vision, something that is concrete enough that I can put these meanings onto so that I can hold onto them and keep them in my consciousness. And that deathless solar body was one of those, for me, very significant vision of a concept of putting on the new man, putting on the cloak of Christhood, putting on the spiritual light. And I saw it, and I see it, as something that is constantly evolving, building, growing, becoming at some point complete. Tom, how are we going to stop this, Joe? We've come to the end, and, and <laughs> I mean, we've, we've got tons of things to talk well, about. Let me, let, let me say this, that next week's show, we're going to continue this series of the Alignment Masterclass. We're going to talk about putting on the Christ daily. Now, we've been talking about that a little bit today, but I think we'll go into that to some degree in more detail because... It is a way of life. And yeah. you, if you understand that, you can understand how you can walk that path. Exactly. It is a path that you can walk. Sorry, Terry. Okay. Back where you were. We want to hear <laughs> from you. If you've got anything to talk to us about, we are at web, webradio at tsl.org. Yep. Webradio at tsl.org. And oh, what a great show this has been. <laughs> it's been fun. They're always fun. It's, I know. It is our, 
our grace and with gratitude, we express our thanks for you for all for being here, part of this mandala of energy and light. You're contributing to the enlightenment of the planet and to the eventual Christhood of all of us. So yes. thank you. And though the upward path may sometimes be a little difficult, <laughs> the rewards are, are out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.